to the ground. We're back. Another week. Another return guest. <laughs> Andrew Valentine. It's not just any week, Daniel. <laughs> what it's week is Spotify it? It's Spotify Wrapped Week. Oh, fuck. Yes, it is. Uh, as of press time, it is Spotify Wrapped Day, even. It's <sighs> I hot, tell hot off the press. I was at work today. Yes. You heard that right. I was at work today. <laughs> you, you can't stop working now. You're, you're know, addicted like, to working. fucking hate it. Anyway, um, <laughs> as soon as somebody said, oh, my Spotify wrapped, like it wasn't even, it wasn't an employee. It was like a customer. I, I think if I you watched, were like, if you were walking around New York when that email went out, like oh, I bet you people just stopped and stopped. stared at like, it's exactly, it, it looked like what, one of those stupid like flash mobs where everyone just like stops in the middle of Grand yeah. Central Station. It was um, every single person within earshot at this cafe all like stopped and got their phones out every single employee yeah like the manager it was wild it's like it's like when the eclipse was happening and people just like closed up shop for 30 minutes and walked outside Dan, that was today that's so funny how many years ago four years ago the eclipse five years six years ago no it was today the eclipse was today the eclipse was today however many years ago really and now it's Spotify rap. That sounds that sounds like some I know. Some it's a new world order distraction shit. shit going on. Um it was hold on. It Four was Four years ago? I remember cuz I closed up shop and I went outside. <laughs> it I could closed, have been 4 4 3 4 years ago. I closed the camera shop and uh and and yeah, we I took a pair of the 3D glasses or the Eclipse glasses we no, were selling out was, with me. I think it was yesterday. Oh. Never mind. Um, but yeah, that was crazy. I gave somebody uh, I gave somebody a twenty five dollar Rojo's gift card for their uh, for their eclipse glasses. Hell yeah! Do you think I paid for that gift card? Fuck no! Fuck no! Think I paid for those glasses? Nah, I put them Damn, back on the shelf when talk, I came back in. Can we talk about your Spotify rap though? Sure. Uh, was there anything we- surprising? I, yeah, it was all kind of surprising. I I never know where these metrics are coming from. It they, never they makes come any from, sense to uh, me. They come from Spotify. I know, <laughs> I know, and I'm, I'm sure there's some some real deal science behind all of it. Uh, but yeah, my I think they just literally count plays. Yeah, um, <laughs> they they always throw in some weird shit though. Like they always try to put some like weird gimmick on it every year. Yeah, I don't even remember what last year's was, but I thought this year was actually pretty um, gimmick free and like non offensive. <laughs> They made are you, are you normally offended? Are you a snowflake? No, but like I, a last year, snowflake? last year, whatever the theme was last year was bad. It was very like corporate, corporate Memphis design yeah. style. This one was a little bit different, but I don't know. Was somehow I feel like it was less pages to go through. Last year was a lot of. Pages. Oh, last year it was like a whole ordeal. Yeah, this one was what like eight pages, something like that. I don't know. Uh. I want to start though with uh, my audio day. I think it'd be fun to compare ours. Audio uh, day? What is yeah, that? Yeah, where it just said like it just oh, gave. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. Weird, like reference words. I just put seltzer on top of a Negroni. That's that's weird. Um, it's, it's, it's not good. It's almost like a spagliato now. Mm. Um, my morning. The three words are kid core. I don't know what the fuck kid core is, but it doesn't sound good. Sure you do. Uh, poignant and confident. What's your morning looking like? 
I gotta or, find my wrapped. Where's my right. wrapped? Well, my my afternoon then is energy, relaxing and peaceful, and my nights are angst, oh, yes. love, and hardcore. <laughs> so I start the mornings off with kid core and I end them with hardcore. Where where is that? What uh, what dash is that? Uh, I don't know. I, I just saved all the frames. Okay, because I looking. prepared. Oh, is this from sunrise to sunset? You kept it interesting? Yeah. Uh, my morning started with rebellious, poetic pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice? And then I seized the day with intense, minimalist, profound. Okay. And then I embraced the night with quiet, soft, mellow. It's, okay. I mean, that's sort of how I like to embrace the night. Sure. Sure. I. Um, you probably listened to a lot more than I did. I would imagine you're in the, like... 60,000 minutes range. No, so that's the other thing. It was a lot lower than I expected. I 25,686. I don't think that's possible. Well, I did drive a lot this year. Cuz I was I, at 30, I feel like I definitely 000. listened to more podcasts than maybe ever. Right. Uh and I definitely know that has a big impact. I don't listen to any podcasts on Spotify. Right. So I didn't even get a top 5 like podcast uh screen. Really? Metric at all. Uh, I did. Yeah. I only got four. I had four podcasts in my top five. Interesting. Yeah, I only use Apple Podcasts for most of my shit. Yeah. Um, no, I think I do too. So, well, yeah. How, what was your listening minutes? Thirty-five thousand. Thirty-five thousand seven hundred and change. Okay. Uh, I guess next frame that's also really funny is uh, what were your top genres? Top genres. Uh oh. Sorry, I got all that listening added up. Uh, I think my next frame is the song I listen to the most. Oh, I mean, we could do that, too. What, what's your top five songs you listen to the most? Because mine are also kind of weird. Were they? Uh, my number one was Motorcycle Drive by Third Eye Blind. Thank you, Chris Fulton, okay. for getting that stuck in my head. Perfect. Um, <clears throat> two, House of Jealous Lovers by The Rapture. Three, You'll Confer. Yoke in the Fur by Wild Pink, The Red Door Restorations, and Grief Motif, Fiddlehead. Okay. Yeah, mine, I think because I made a, I made a playlist that is literally uh, what I consider to be perfect songs, and I think that really is something I'll just like put on. If I don't know what to like put on or I don't feel like, like searching for something to put on, I'll just throw that on shuffle. Uh, and most of these songs are in that, so I think that might be part of it. But uh, number one is Ladies and Gentlemen, We're Floating in Space. I think that was my favorite song last year as well. We'll have to check the archives. Uh, Beyond Control by Living Weapon. Uh, incredible. It's members of Vane, but it's like one of the best aggressive hardcore songs like at the moment. Hmm. Uh, number three was Horny Lovesick Mess by Girl in Red. Mm. Um, number four was Simeon's Dilemma by Why. And number five was The Vowels Part 2 by Y. Huh. I think Y was a lot of my last year. It might have been most of my top five. I think it was two, three, four, and five were all Y. And then number Man, one you really, was... You really love that guy. It's such a good record. It really is. Huh. Um, go back to our episode where we circled back to yeah, it. Yeah, we should do a circling back about it, sure. <laughs> Another one. Uh, yeah, but one through four are all on my Perfect Songs playlist, so... Huh. That does make a lot of sense. 
It does. So yeah, what's next in your frame? That would be easier. Uh, the playlist. Playlist. Oh yeah, well, yeah it helps you to go into the playlist. The next one is uh, who's the artist you listen to the mo- the most? Did you skip your the genres one then? No, I don't think I had that. That was an early one. frame, I think. Um, when it says yeah, because it said I listened to like forty one different genres or something. Oh yeah, where is that? I think that was like frame number two. But mine. Oh, into the genre verse. You are right. It was <laughs> yes. number two. Yes. Uh, very <clears throat> astrological uh, Spotify rap this year. Uh, so my number one was emo. Nice. <laughs> I don't think that has changed much in any of the years of, of me having Spotify in general. Yeah, your emo. Two is indie rock, which I think is just a huge umbrella term for everything else I listen to. Uh, then it gets really funny because it's number three is mathcore. Hmm. Maybe because I've been listening to a lot of botch this year. Right, big you botch do love kick. Math. Sure. I think they just announced that they're back. Like, uh, no, a, just another show. Oh, just another show. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. much bigger show. Even funnier. Number four is post doom metal, huh. which I'm trying to think who would that. What's after doom metal? <laughs> uh, maybe that is what like. I mean, I listen to a lot of sadness. I listen to. Didn't that Def Heaven record come out this year? No idea. Uh, the new one. Thing. I listened to. I listened to the body a lot. I don't know if that considers this post doom metal. Huh. Uh, and then number five is screamo. Interesting. And I'm not even sure it's what weird. they consider to be screamo anymore. It's weird because our first two are the same but flipped. Okay. Mine's indie rock emo, and then alternative rock, melodic hardcore, and singer songwriter. Okay. I mean that. That makes a lot of sense. I'm sure all the fiddlehead you've been listening to fits that melodic hardcore Yeah, the genre. singer-songwriter, sure. Uh, and then, are we moving on to top albums? Top... Or top artists. Uh, top artists. Ooh, so, boy. This is where mine got very confusing. Uh-huh. Because I, I guess I, I don't listen to too much of the same stuff over and over. Um, so... Normally, if I do like a discography dive, that'll show up on my top of something. Right. So I think that's kind of what the case was. Oh, because yeah, also, this seems very weird, but uh, my number one song, ladies and gentlemen, um, was it said I listened to it 18 times and that constituted it being my number one song, which seems dramatically low. Like if 18 times is what made that a number one song, like. I'm not revisiting much. It's weird. Right. It just feels off. I don't know. But so my number one was Drug Church, which I'm not. I love Drug Church, but I'm not like a diehard fan. Like there's a lot of bands I like way more. Yeah. But I think I went through their discography a couple times because it's just like an easy discography to put on. You know, uh, number two is why. Which makes sense. Uh, and number three, even more baffling, every time I die. You did talk about them a lot. Maybe that counts as a, as a stream. I mean, we definitely listened to... <laughs> we definitely listened to the record a bunch for... Was it episode two of the podcast? Yeah. So maybe there was that. And I think I went off on a discography uh, you know, listen 
I and they know, do have a lot of records, so that would maybe with, make sense. With Drug Church, what were you in percentage-wise of the listeners? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Not a big-time one. Right. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't save that frame, but oh. uh, nothing spectacular, like top 10% or something, which is really mm. not much. I have a very good fraction for you. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, do you want me to do my next, my yeah, last yeah, two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finish okay. up. Um, number four was Spanish love songs. Again, I think maybe the most of the majority I listened to of Spanish love songs this year was mostly for the episode that we did on the podcast right. that never came out. That never came out. And never will. And, um, uh, and that's that's the Patreon. That's our like. <laughs> it's not. We're gonna make, though. We're gonna make Martin Shkreli buy that episode for a million exactly. dollars. It's an NFT. <clears throat> Uh, and then number five, I think another one I mostly listened to for the podcast was Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah. So the podcast skews most of my listening this yeah. year. I don't know that mine does. So my top artist, Wild Pink, no surprise. No surprise, yeah. Shout um, out. Spent uh, 1,312 minutes together. Yeah. Uh, and I was in the top 0.05% of Wild Pink listeners this year. Hell Yeah. It's me and Joe Morrow, I'm telling you. I think, um, was it friend, friend of the pod, Charlie Bliss, posted some ones, and they were in the top 0.0001% of Charlie Bliss listeners. Do you think they tell the, the, they're the biggest listener they're the biggest listener? I don't know. I think that might be the biggest. I can't imagine any no, more percentages. So. No. Uh, but that's unreal. But there's got to be a top listener for every band. Like, there has to be, you know? Yeah. By uh, the nature I, of statistics. I'm shocked that I'm not. Um, so, <laughs> you, you wild, know, there's always next year, Slugger. <clears throat> so, one through five Wild Pink, Death Cab, Broken Social Scene, Hayden, and uh, Wilco. Okay. Not surprising list either. No. Uh, in fact, somebody at work, yes, I have a job. Somebody at work. Can't um, stop talking about it. Look at, looked at mine and was like, You're just, you are like sad dad. I was like, I am sad dad. I actually, if I can tell you. They looked um, at it and said, oh, that's problematic. Music related, uh, but I'm not going to I'm not going to explain it to you. Um, if, uh, so I, I had a great day. I had a great day. Um, I put on. I don't know about you. Whenever I want to listen to like a good mix of music, I put on Built to Spill Radio. Interesting. Um, and it has everything. Has everything I want. And uh, it's fantastic. I listen to that all day at work. The Vibes guy from Archers of Loaf was just on How Long Gone. That was a fun uh, listen. Eric Bachman, perhaps friend of friend of friend of not friend of the pod. Um, friend of my drinking habit who owns a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, went to see Archers of Loaf last night and. Nice. Uh, and said they weren't good. Nice. Hell yeah. He was like, first show of the tour, I guess they were working kinks out. I was like, I guess so. Huh? Oh, before we before we move on, actually, last thing of the little, I guess, what made this Spotify wrapped uh, gimmick special this year was, uh, what was your listening personality? I think that's the last frame. Oh, um, we're skipping podcasts? Oh, I don't have favorite podcasts on mine because I don't listen to podcasts on uh, Spotify. My top five favorite podcasts. Yeah, go uh, for Number it. one, Run Into the Ground. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, number two, Talking Baseball. If, if you're unfamiliar, it's a great one. Um, worst Possible Timeline. Shouts out. Um, Overnight Drive. Hell yeah. And Shouts then out. Um, Unwritten Behind Baseball's Secret Rules. 
Oh, okay. Hosted by uh, Philly's MVP uh, shortstop Jimmy Rollins. How many secret rules are there in baseball, though? I mean, it covers like, um, like intentionally hitting somebody with a pitch, or like bat flips was a good episode. Um, it's just really, you know, about all the stupid things, like things that like nobody outside of like super baseball fans would care about or even notice, you know, okay. like a casual baseball fan wouldn't think that like bat flips are, are taboo. Okay. Interesting. So what's your listening personality? My listening personality. You're going to love this. Okay. Sorry. It's loading. It has to go through all those stupid things. Oh, the shit. adventurer. That's what I got too. Yeah, I am the seeker of sound. <laughs> you venture out into the unknown, searching for fresher artists, deeper cuts, newer tracks, especially gems yet to be found. I just don't. I don't. Um, I don't think I necessarily feel that way. But I, I don't think I do either. I mean, we listen to stuff all I over the place be... mainly because <laughs> our guests tell us to. <sighs> I want to be. Uh, I don't want to be the adventurer. I want to be like the, uh, like the consistent. I want to be the the connoisseur or the mm. aristocrat. Yeah, that's a good one. You know? I think mine. Twenty twenty three is going to be great. Now that I now that I'm a huge Helado Negro fan, I just can't see uh, not bridging out into like um, uh, South American indie rock. Yeah. So I. <coughs> I uh, I guess we could briefly touch on our podcast wrapped, oh, yeah, uh, which good. was super interesting. First year uh, that I've had access to the the, the podcast wrapped. Uh, shout out to all twenty countries that listen to us regularly. Yeah, uh, this is that? all Spotify only. Uh, I I'm curious about when the actual cutoff is. It has to be end of like October. Because it said that we only had 44 episodes. And this one that we're recording right now, I think it's 53. Three? Yeah. So, uh, there's a lot not accounted for. But a uh, ton of listeners, ton of, uh, you know, ton of great you know, people were in their top 10s, top 5s, top podcast uh, number one. Shout out to everyone who listens. We, we, we love you very much. And uh, post that shit. Spread it around. You or don't like I understand how um did you did you see a lot of hate today? I saw a lot of hate today. Here's the thing. Uh, there's always haters of people who are Here's, like, oh, I use Apple music. Right. It's 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 the same as the people who who on Super Bowl Sunday are like have fun at sports ball. Like just let people have fucking fun. Yeah. Let people fucking enjoy something. I know that like that bullshit fucking festival thing went up a few days ago and everybody went all all hog shit for that but you know just let people have fun nobody complained when you were posting your fucking spirit halloween memes into fucking november <laughs> oh, no. you fucking dorks yeah. yo i can we talk about halloween for half a second i guess i saw people on the train in halloween costumes well through the second weekend of november i mean is no. there any chance they could have been going to like a masquerade ball? No. This was like I'm wearing fucking like a Raggedy Ann costume as an adult woman riding like huh. the L train. I mean, maybe huh. that's the new style. Who knows? Uh, it is the L. But yeah, no, people wearing Halloween costumes going to Halloween parties well, weeks, weeks after Halloween. 
I mean, that sort of fucks though. Think about it. You could have a great Halloween party a couple weeks after Halloween. Get this cheap decos. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I think, I think that's actually the move. It's, I mean, you as a parent, you can definitely like have Christmas like a week later uh, and get nev- everything on would sale. Never know. Yeah, yeah, would never know. Yeah, and you're like, oh, uh, like, although maybe your kid will be like twenty, year. like you know, twenty one at college, and be like, oh, we always celebrated Christmas, you know, on on July on on yeah, July on December twenty eighth. Sure. Uh, I don't know. No, Christmas and New Year's are the same day. We oh, okay. we Jesus Christ's mass is is midnight. Is the new year okay. for me? For that's, me, that's cool. Um, I'm a I'm a big. I've just become a big follower of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. It shows. I uh, hope that I can really reflect His light in my life you and know, yours. Hide it under a bushel? No, no way. No, He'll set that fucking bushel <laughs> on fire, dog. Do you follow Christian Nightmares by chance? No, I do not. I don't know um, what that is. I follow it. It's a it's a Twitter. It's a really good Twitter and, a, and, a, and an excellent uh, Instagram page that the only reason I know about it is because fucking friend of the pod, Patrick fucking Ford. Um, it came up on my explore page because he likes it and it's fucking awesome. It's just clips of super Christian people doing super Christian things. And it's fucking I don't know hilarious. if I need that in my life. Honestly, I, I, I would hide that under a bushel. Yes. Nah, it's really good. It's really uh, good. <laughs> I have very limited capacity for cringe in my life, and uh, I don't. You know, th- I've seen your life. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I have enough cringe of my own going on. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, speaking of which, I got my my TV over here. It's displaying art as we speak. God, what very art exciting. is that? Uh, it's Christina's World by Andrew Wyeth, one of my favorite uh, paintings of all time. Wait, so did you have to like upload that? Oh, I just found a high-res image and uploaded it myself, yeah, instead of Where paying. Where is that painting? What do you mean? What is it? Where is it? Oh, it's it's located at the MoMA. Huh. Yeah. I, I, I was on a date the first time I saw it in person, and I literally, like, Wept. stood there in silence for, like, three minutes. Had a wow. moment. You didn't fuck, did you? Uh, not that night specifically. It was, it was, I was with the, I was with the racist Australian woman. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We never, we never quite consummated that relationship. I mean, I see that as an opportunity missed, but you know, you know my take (laughs) on that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. So I got my big STV. Yeah. Everything, the mail has been flowing with gifts. Uh, but it's, it's funny how that works out though. Cause I thought I was supposed to have jury duty. Uh, I was actually, so I was just re-listening to the last episode, uh, the Monina episode, to make notes, and um, a couple notes on that episode alone. Very garment-heavy episode. Is it we talk about clothes? We're talking about clothes so much. (laughs) We're talking about blanks. We're talking about uh, sweatshirt purchases. We're talking Uh about the way pants fit. Uh, So all you you wardrobe heads out there, you're you're gonna love it. (laughs) All you clothiers out there, clothiers, uh, clothiers. Um, but yeah, uh, I was supposed to have jury duty, and this mm. whole week was supposed to be like a wash. And now mm. it's been like one of the, the most lucrative weeks of my year. It's, it's been fantastic. nuts. So ton of ton of work pouring in, which is awesome. It's great. It's great uh, for you. It's been real. You know, we're flying right now, and the, and I keep mm. spending all the money, all the all the fresh money coming in is going right back out. I in bought a new, out. I bought a new camera. It's bur- like the future invoices are burning holes in my current pocket. It's great. Wow. I love it. Uh, I love to see it. 
That's I great. love tax write-offs. Big fan. Did you write, write off the TV as like a monitor? I actually might write the TV off as like an art display. Wow. You know, running a small business is great. You should try it. So what does that mean? What does that actually mean when you say you write it off? And this isn't like a this isn't a Shit's Creek joke either. You, like, you apply it as a deduction, right? But what does that mean? You just don't owe tax at the end of the year. Uh, so that's the thing is like by writing something off, you're not like getting money. You're just right. taking money it's, out of the money you would owe the government, right? So like you make a certain amount of money, you then owe a certain amount of taxes. But if you can, you know, items that are cost of business, such as postage or equipment or even um like my camera you Fucking write gas you, you write, write off depreciation off? so you write off 10 percent depreciation per year for 10 years or in any amount you want yeah but um, do you like write your car off so car is a different story there's two ways to go about it you can do mileage or you can do like the car itself uh but you have to prove it's like a business car like a like a work right. car kind of deal uh, the way I do it, I usually do mileage. So I record all my work mileage. So going so to like and from. So 51 cents a mile? I think it's 54. And they just wow. announced, I think it's something like 63 for, for December. They upped it for the last month of the year. But yeah, Amazing. you get a certain percentage or, or a certain amount per mile. And that's supposed to cover, you know, gas plus like wear and tear. Huh. So yeah, I have a lot of business miles this year too. It's probably like. It's almost 6,000 business miles. It's usually what I mostly use my car for. Huh. So, yeah. So, uh, that's fun. If anyone has any tax questions, feel free to hit me up. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Don't, don't hit me up. I've <laughs> but talking... yeah, basically, yeah. So, when you write something off, you're deducting what you would owe the government. Because it's technically not a profit. I keep... I, I didn't file my taxes for a year. Oh, that's fine. And I keep wondering when that's going to come back on me. Have you filed it since, or is it still yeah. up in the air? Yeah, a bunch of times. I mean, you might get hit with like a fee every year since. I every- owe so much money because my fucking <laughs> asshole ex-wife. <laughs> really? Let me tell you what this stupid fucking asshole did. What? Not that, I, and I would never. If I didn't just have a big old Negroni, I would never get into this. But <laughs> now not- that I'm all now I'm all amped on. You're taxes. gonna be hitting the. You're gonna be hitting that one that one hertz beep on your end no, of this audio. Fuck, never mind. No, absolutely not. So this fucking asshole, um, the year we, we separated, <laughs> oh, was, man. the year we separated, it's fucking tax season. <laughs> That's every, was, yeah, okay. Oh, uh, I guess it was uh, months later, but regardless, <laughs> um, you know, I, I guess we were just trying to figure out, we were still like sort of nice to each other. And it was like, do, do we do our taxes together or separate? She had made a fucking mistake doing her like W2 or whatever and owed something insane, like $8,000 when she did it, like filing separately. And Oof. I, I, and I owed filing separately, but when we filed together, I got money back and she still owed. And I was like, just file together and use like my tax money against your, what you owe. We'll call it. it I don't care. I don't care. Um, and instead her fucking sister's boyfriend, who's a, who's a friend of many friends of the pod, um, shout out, (laughs) told her 
fuck him and like make him do it separate. And I'm like, oh, why would you want to pay out that? You're that's so fucking stupid. Yeah. So fucking dumb. And, uh, and that's, that's what happened. So I just didn't file that year. So anybody in the IRS that's listening, like, there I'm sorry, but this was a, you know, this was a thing of principle. Wait, so you, you didn't owe, you were going to get money back or you were going to owe a little if, bit, but you just didn't file we, at all. Well, if no, it, I owed something stupid, like $1,200, which yeah. at the time I was working part-time and, and touring. So yeah. like, what was I going to do? That was, yeah, that was big. It's a lot of Taco Bell money right there. Right. So yeah, real dumb, real dumb. Now and I'm all still, fired up about you're that. You're still paying, you're still paying the, the, uh, repercussions. No, I mean, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, there has to be a certain statute of limitations on like when they can go after you, right? What's it, like 10 years? I think it's seven years, technically. But then I'm real close. <laughs> so I'm close. Real, real fucking close. Hey, but they, they just hired like 80,000 new IRS employees to to make the working man's lives miserable, you know? It's so stupid. I so mean, like, stupid. I, I guess I sort of get it. Ted they Cruz just gave, was right about abolishing people, the IRS. They gave people so much free money over the past few years. <laughs> and now like, they're, they're trying to get it all back. they to get some of it back. <laughs> I was talking today to somebody who got who was lucky enough to get laid off and got like the extra six hundo unemployment. Right, yeah, I got that. Dude, fuck every single one of you. It was the, it was the first time I was able to like save money in my life. Yeah, honestly though, I don't know. Let me. I'll say fuck every single one of you. I, I went mean, to work every fucking day. Oh, don't pull that. I bullshit. sat at my stupid don't pe- fucking don't job. Don't pull that bullshit. No, that's, I know. I'm still. Oh, why, why do people get? Uh, Get yeah, know, uh, college t- tuition reimbursement when I paid it all off myself. No, I know, I know, I know, and I'm I'm very I was very happy for my friends who made out in the deal. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say so. It's funny, all that money I saved up. Uh, so I had a th- you know I had a good little nest egg saved up from not really going anywhere, doing anything, and then getting you know some money. I mean, it, you know, it actually came out to be like what I ended up making in 2020 and 2021 was about what I'd be making if I was working. It actually, like, evened out. I didn't come out ahead, but I was also spending less money because I wasn't, like, going anywhere. Right, you weren't getting monogrammed uh, chore codes or anything. <laughs> exactly. And uh, so I wasn't, like, making a ton of money. I was just spending less money. But mm. the thing was, so I had a good little nest egg set up, and then December 2021, Omicron hit. And literally my entire January and February schedule of jobs just wiped clean. Mm. So all of that money uh, that I had saved up, like literally just got spent over those two months because it was, you know, I was literally not working at all. And unemployment finally ran out. I wasn't claiming unemployment. I was claiming it, but not claiming, a, you know, I was making money. So I wasn't getting money back, but I was still claiming Ooh. it to keep it rolling. Oops. That ended January 5th. So when I actually needed it most, it was it was done. Mm. Even though I still had like $2,500 in my unemployment account. But yeah. Uh, so I'm, literally I'm thinking, all that money I got ahead just disappeared. I'm thinking I keep getting, I keep uh, filing for unemployment. Just see what happens. <laughs> you know, you just love possibly owing the government money. How long do you think it would take him to figure it out? Month? Maybe. You're, you, but you'd have to pay it back. Just that and then you part, also though, right? it would like you would like lose your unemployment privileges for a while. 
I don't plan on being unemployed again for no a while. No one plans on it. <laughs> That's I gotta the tell whole you, thing was, of like unemployment insurance. That's why it's it called was, that. It was awesome. And if you can do it, do it. Um, but anyway, I can't believe I told that whole fucking ex-wife thing. I Jesus told you not Christ, to say- Why don't you say shut up? <laughs> um, it reminds me of how much I love the Bright Eyes album, <laughs> Casadeca. Yeah, so uh, we decided to talk about Bright Eyes. Uh, for our younger listeners who don't know, Connor Oberst is um, the guy who pops up on the Phoebe Bridgers record occasionally. <laughs> And uh, for our older listeners who might not know, Connor Oberst is the guy who pops up on the Phoebe Bridgers record occasionally. Oh, nice. All you creeps. <laughs> uh, yeah, Casadega. Uh, I feel like it's an un- unappreciated and I think an unrecognized, uh, or at least under-recognized Bright Eyes record. Considered to I be a flop st- when it came out. I, I want to start off by saying this. Connor Oberst was 27 when this record came out. That's crazy. And it's his and fifth want, record, I, right? And I want I want you to think about what you were doing at 27, and it wasn't writing a masterpiece of a record. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Well, I mean, you think about all the stuff he did before that and how it was right. even more of a masterpiece. No. But this is a very transitional record, for sure. Because he was also true. doing a lot, uh, like getting clean. <laughs> this record, I feel like I this record is a full realization of him as a songwriter. I feel like this is this is. F- this I is might flat. disagree. I don't. I I don't want to say this without without confirming first what year. Uh, Monsters of Folk. Never gotten the Monsters of Folk. No, I, I didn't either. But um, I want to know what year that record came out. Okay, like during this time. Oh, wacky. Or wait, the discography. It's just one record, right? Monsters I, of Folk. One I got record. no idea. I think he might have done 2009. Okay, so 2009. That that came out right after this. So that sort of makes sense. When did right? this come out? 2007. Okay. Um, it would make sense that that would be on the trajectory of, like the, not the discography necessarily, but the like affiliated discography. Okay. So, um, there's there's a period where Connor Oberst goes from like emo kid wearing cardigans to like. Uh, there was there's a period that every sort of Americana tinged band goes through mm-hmm. where like they do a tour where they're all wearing like like fifties traveling cowboy band outfits. Yeah. You know what, what, was mean? The, what was the Bob Dylan supergroup? Uh, the Highwaymen? No, no, that was no, uh, not the Highwaymen. What was the with with uh, with Roy Orbison? Maybe. Oh, this uh, is this doesn't look good for us. The traveling Wilburys. The traveling Wilburys. Yeah, yeah. yeah they all. I feel uh, like they all started dressing like Robinson. that. You know, yeah. there's a thing. Like every Wilco did it. Um, you start wearing Chamberlain, vests. Chamberlain didn't do it yet, but I think that's probably the next tour. <laughs> it's right around the corner for them. Um, <laughs> like twenty records later. But you know, there was some of that on this record, and I think that. 
and and this is all speculation because like you know I I don't I could I could never write music in that world. Mm-hmm. You know I've tried to write sort of Americana tinged songs, and I'm like this is not people are going to see right through this. But you know I I just I think there's a thing that happens where people want to connect with sort of the legacy of that. Okay. And I think he was doing that on this record. Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely is like a transitionary record for, I mean, like you said, he's, he was like getting clean more or less. Um, But here's, but this is, this is the last record before he starts wearing like festival white and like pink sunglasses and goes into like that thing. Yeah. Yeah, I L- guess. L.A. Connor. L.A. Connor, yeah. Uh, so, actually, to back it up a little bit, what is your, like, relationship with Bright Eyes, like, as a whole? Like, where did you come in? Letting off the happiness. Really? Okay, so super oh, yeah, early. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 was, I was living in Arizona. I had a friend who was just knew, like, all the cool new stuff before anybody else did. Um, and I remember sitting there while everybody smoked pot and listening to, um, letting off the happiness and then mile markers, future isms back to back. Okay. If you've never listened to those albums back to back, you really owe it to yourself. Yeah. Weird, Um, weird back to back. But I remember the time being like, is this Brit pop? Like, I don't even know what Brit pop is, but is this Brit pop? Um, and then fevers and mirrors is like. I don't know. I don't know if you can, I don't know if I can put that into words. I think like, it's, a, it's a weirder record than people give it credit for too. What? Fevers and Mirrors? There's a lot of like the I weird mean, so interstitial you, skit kind of have things. You it's seen, very odd. Have you seen, um, the spend an evening with Saddle Creek documentary? No, I should have fucking sent that to you last night. Why didn't you? Um, it's a, it's a, I, I watch it monthly probably. It's your earth tour documentary. It's um it's such a it's such a snapshot of a of a scene that I cared so much about. Yeah. That like still I you know, I love all those bands. So I'd love to revisit that material. But um why did I mention that? I don't know. Specific moment in time. Oh right. Okay. So there's a part where Mike Mogus is talking about recording Fevers and Mirrors, and they talk about going to, uh, maybe it was his house, somebody's house, um, and it's snowing, and like being snowed into this house for a month and making that record. Like Andy Lamaster um, was on that record too. Okay. And uh, like it sounds hopeless. Yeah, you know, it there sounds like, a, like a, a bunch of it. a bunch of dudes snowed in, a bunch of like kids snowed in making a record. Legitimate kids, yeah. Because uh, it's insane. I just can't imagine. I've never had peers that could that could like get like write material like that and like record and like produce material like that. Yeah, you know, no, for sure. Yeah, it's. I I got on the, on the bright eyes train way later, um. Mainly probably from an age thing, you know. But uh, I remember I was at, I had a pretty cool lunch table back in the day. Uh, I used to eat lunch with uh with Nick Harris of, 
and I think Andy Clark as well. Uh, back in the day, but we used to talk about music all the time because that's like the only thing we cared about, you know? Sure, sure. And there was another girl uh, who would sit with us named Shannon who was like a burnout, but like at age, you know, 15, 16, which is crazy to think. Uh, but she would tell us about like going to see like Connor on like the Lifted tour right. and him being like, too drunk to stand up yeah you know like his like elliot smith era you know where he was just completely wasted all the time uh which then you know obviously turned into this record which is a, a 180 and trying to get clean and stuff but well there's a lot in between uh yeah this no, that's and lifted true. are yeah. there like three records I don't, is there? Well, there's like the Christmas record, right? <laughs> that yeah. Before or after this. Uh, speaking of Christmas records, check the description for our holiday playlist. Here, um, I when I I don't. So I don't know where you get in and out. Yeah, I mean, I would say, I mean, the hits off Lifted, probably originally. Uh, you know, like are you well, a, are you a bowl of oranges? <laughs> no, that's you, my dude. That's uh, <laughs> no, not me. And uh, no, I was like lover. I don't have to love. Was yeah. like permeated every piece of media back then. Horny Connor, a very horny Connor. Uh, I think you know bisexual rumors, Connor, mm. drug addict Connor. Uh, and then. <sighs> Then I think the biggest moment that I really like was on board was when he dropped It's Wide Awake It's uh It's Morning or Wide Awake mm -hmm. It's Morning and uh Digital Ash and Digital Urn, like back to back. Mm -hmm. Crazy to drop both those records at the same time. Yeah. But I loved the concept of both of them. Making like a super depressive acoustic record. Or no, no, sorry, the opposite. A very, yeah. very like upbeat, positive like folk record and then like a very depressed uh dark electronic record like i think what you would think it'd be like kind of flip-flopped i don't think uh i don't think i'm wide awake it's morning is upbeat at all it's pretty upbeat it's got it's no. about like love and beginnings and positivity and i no. mean it's got first day of my life like, on there like lua that's a sad song. Like it's sad, Poison Oak, it's, that's a sad song. But it's not hopeless in the way that a lot of the stuff off of Right. It's not like a waste ashes. of paint or anything. Yeah, like I mean that's it's or, it's waste of paint off. No, that's lifted. But, yeah, that's lifted. Um but yeah, it like digital ass is like, you know, take it easy, love digital nothing. Digital ass. <laughs> digital ass. It does have a toilet on the cover. Nice. Um but no, so I, I didn't even get into Wide Awake. I got into Digital Ash. That was like That's my wild. first I'm All In Bright Eyes record. Because I, I never, loved like electronic stuff like that at the time. And mixing never, like electronic with guitar music. I've never listened to it all the way through. We, I can't make we it have through. To it's do a, so bad. We have to do a circling back on it. Because it has some it. really good songs. I don't like it at all. Oh, even man. like the singles were bad. I mean, what was the big single off that? Um, uh, take easy, it easy, love free. nothing. I don't know. Easy, lucky uh, free. But Wait, yeah, that's like, not them. Who is that? What? Who? Easy, lucky free. That's the song. Yeah, I don't think that was a single though. It might have been one of the singles. Uh, oh. I think. 
Take It Easy, Love Nothing, I think was one of them. Right. But yeah, like, Down in a Rabbit Hole, Goldmine Gutted, uh, Hit the Switch, Ship in a Bottle is like, Theme No Piñata, like, they're fucking crazy. There's some good fucking songs on this record. I've never made it through. We we might have to circle back to it. Maybe we'll do just like a, a bright eyes month. A back to back. Yeah. <laughs> um but I would. I mean, I love his his stuff and this this kind of locked it in for me. But that that's where I got on cuz I liked electronic stuff and there's mm-hmm. some cool weird electronic shit on there. Uh it's not one I revisit too often compared to a lot of his other stuff. But you also said you don't like Lifted. Like going back to I Lifted. Don't. I don't. I thought was like uh let's not shit ourselves is fucking incredible yeah but i don't know Uh, look here's the thing Um, you didn't hear first day of my life in that like real estate commercial and just like cry a little bit you know have a little moment it was in like a zillow commercial (laughs) no uh during the, the super bowl i skip that song every time (laughs) <laughs> i i've i've shot like a hundred weddings in my lifetime and only one person i've ever seen use it for their first dance well now you know too <laughs> did you first marriage bro oh man i guess we're it just all... fucking talking about her a lot now i um, know why you hate that record <laughs> <laughs> no no it's just Woo. it okay. all makes sense now letting off the happiness and fevers and mirrors are good because it's like it's like a a a a kid yeah. figuring out how to like emote. I didn't revisit uh letting off a of happiness or I didn't like actually listen to it until like way, way late in my time. Right. Uh even Fever of Mirrors I don't go back to too much because it is it's a weird record. There's some really good stuff. I mean I think uh Counter Hung itself is one of the better songs of all time. Every song on that record's good. I need to go back. I need to circle back to that one too. Every single every single song on that record I have like an emotional attachment to. Nice. Yeah. Um I it's here's the thing and and what I hate about sort of the middle records like Lifted, Wide Awake, Digital mm-hmm. Ash is that it feels too much like theater kid music. <laughs> you keep coming back to that. Well, I hate theater kids, but I, you, um, we talked about it last episode. Uh, lifted. If you if you watch that wide awake thing, um, there's like no. I, there might be a drum kit on there of, uh, occasionally, but most of the drums are done like drum core style. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's like, and he, uh, and he says like a they wanted to have like a cinematic feel, which is great. Yeah, totally achieved it, but like not what I want. Yeah, I mean, lifted definitely was kind of the closer to the beginning of his like symphonic style right. like like composition music right. which, like making like composing a score you know which circling back to Casadega is why i like Casadega so much because it sounds like a band record and, and in a lot of ways i think you could look at it and say Casadega might be the first record he did where it sounds like it's a band record yeah i could get that um, um in terms of like consistency yeah no not even just music just the way you know there's a lot of there's a lot of uh strings and stuff and there's a yeah. lot of songs that oh that's one thing i made a note about is uh there's so much fiddle on this record oh yeah and also, i know i know how much huge... you love fiddle you were a big <laughs> yellow card fan back in the day I, uh no i'm good um <laughs> but i like it here honestly 
it's a little bit much for me personally. I think my favorite two songs on this record are the songs that were the the singles. Four Winds and and Hot Knives and Hot Knives, are my favorite yeah. songs on this record besides like Lime Tree. Okay. Yeah, for me And I know I and I know I said it to you this week and I'm going to say it publicly. Uh, like as much as I love this record, I think this record would have been much more effective as like two EPs and a 7-inch. Yeah, I feel like people don't absorb music enough in that way to enjoy it. I don't know. Like it's it's, 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 it's even tough for me record. to put on an EP cuz like you're got to change it in four songs, you know? Same reason right. I don't really buy too many 7-inches. You got to get up and flip it too much, you know? It's nice to be able to true. put something on and just let it ride. It's true. Um I just and, think it's like an hour and 15 minutes is too fucking long. It's not that long. It's a, an hour and 1 minute or something. Oh, but I yeah, it it's like a long an hour record. And 15 minutes. But the last song Lime Tree, great song, sticks uh-huh. with um sticks with the bright eyes way of having the last song be like ridiculously long. True. Wasn't let's not shit ourselves like 8 minutes. That's a long. That's, it might be even and that's longer. Not, that's not ridiculously long. It's but. 10 minutes. Uh, um, but it is, you know, it's, it's, uh, I didn't realize they made a lifted companion as well. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, lifted companion. Yeah. Uh, but it's, they just released it in really? 2022. Wow. Uh, oh, um, they did for all these. Yeah. They did companions for, I mean, there's a lot of like Phoebe Bridgers sings on, uh, the, um, Fevers and Mirrors one. Oh wow. But yeah. Um, uh also crazy that uh I'm wide awake it's morning is all top five. All top five of yeah. uh of the, the most popular spot. But like that's the record with the hit I mean that's that's like the hits record. Yeah. I mean it's it's got a lot of shit. Um although I feel like um Casadega was the good videos album. Uh, I don't think I watched any of the videos from Casa the, uh The video for Four Winds is really good. It's like them performing at like a country fair while people like pelt them with vegetables. Okay. Real fucking good. Um, and then the the Hot Knives video is just like sort of them playing live, but somebody's like dropping ink that's swirling in fish bowls on a projector. Okay. Like corny, like art school shit, but Hell like yeah. really good. So, yeah, my two songs that I got into before, like, this whole record, like, doing this re-listen made me realize I haven't listened to this record, like, in years, like, as a whole piece, but I've definitely had on, like, mixes and stuff, uh, If the Breakman Turns My Way and yeah. Soul Singer in a Session Band. Yep, two songs that I used to skip that now I fucking love. Oh, they're so good, and they're so, like, I guess, like, as you say, it's like, I'm going to describe it as like complete, like the, it, it all makes sense in a way right. that is like really. Cause it's, there are two songs that are, that are using specific imagery associated with the legacy of the genre that he's trying to associate with. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like it, it, it sort of does a dual purpose of like letting you see his influences while also respecting the fact that like, that's not what this is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, there's a couple songs on here that I, I like kind of reappreciated, if that makes sense. Sure. Or like appreciated more this listen around. Uh, I think a big one is definitely Classic Cars. 
Oh yeah. And apparently that song is is about Winona Ryder. Apparently he sure. was dating Winona Ryder at the time, and it's supposed to be yeah. it's speculated to be about her. Mm. But uh I gotta say, and I'm I'm looking at the Spotify numbers here, it's actually the least played song on the whole record, and I think it's one of my favorite Bright Eye songs huh. that I just that is, recently discovered. Song. Coat Check Dream uh Coat Check Dream Song is unreal. It is so goddamn good. <laughs> I love the way the vocals kind of like step on each other a little bit. Right. Like from verse to verse, it's kind of like recorded over itself. Oh my god, it's so good. And it, yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's crazy. It's the least least played song on this record. Uh, but that was a huge revelation for me listening to that. Coach, it was like literally, I replayed it in the car like three times the first time I listened to it. Code Check Dream song? Yeah. It's, Big time. Uh, I, I don't want to upset you. Um, it might be one of the only songs on the record I skip. Really? Why, why yeah. is that? Because I like Lime Tree so much. As you just want to get to Lime Tree? No, I just, I love those, those swell, those string swells. And I don't know. I, I, uh, um, oh, I think I just had a fucking heart attack there. Nice. Uh, I had to hit reset. Um, I think the lyrical content on this record is the most cohesive and the least cringe of like the entire discography. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it, it didn't age as poorly as some of the previous stuff. Right. For sure. Uh, I mean, there's some really good lines on this record. Like I love uh, better take some time to level out. I think it's just yeah. such a good line. Uh, just uh, a lot of, a lot, I, I made a note here of spooky spirits yeah a lot of spiritual stuff uh i've always actually wanted to go to casadega florida me too just to just to make the pilgrimage you know sometimes you gotta it's weird i there was um like a history channel thing about casadega or there was something about casadega that was on like cable tv okay about like oh maybe it was no weird u.s okay i don't know seems like a terrible place but, yeah, but like a lot, I of, see a lot of recurring stuff on here like spiritual stuff obviously uh a lot of stuff about getting clean a lot of stuff about finding yourself a lot of stuff about the apocalypse you know like it's kind of what the like, four winds things about he talks a lot about the horror of babylon yeah which is like a premonition of the apocalypse those those um that song and Hot Knives, those lyrics are so good. Yeah. Like, as a, as a narrative song. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's, Hot it's, Knives especially. It's crazy. I wouldn't think Hot Knives would be, like, a single, you know? Like, apparently he sang it on, like, late night shows and shit. Yeah, I watched it. It's real weird. Did They did the uh, distorted acoustic guitar live. Wow, I don't cool. know that I would do that. <laughs> what was... Because he was also... Um, during this time, it's not a song that made it on any record officially, though. Was uh, was it God Spoke to the President? Or the President oh, Spoke to yeah, God? Oh, yeah, when the President speaks to God. Yeah, and that was like... Do you ever think sometimes he's not... I actually don't think I've heard that song, ever. Oh, ever? Ever. I saw it I saw it live at Radio City Music Hall. Wow, with, I've never seen Joseph, Bright Eyes live. With Joseph Armaro sitting uh, right birthday, there. The birthday boy himself. The birthday boy himself. What a guy. What a guy. We should have him back. We sh- I, I miss him. I don't see him near as much as I wish he's, I did. He's, he's gallivanting across uh, 
the European the, states. Yeah, the world. Um, yeah, Joe Morrow and I were huge Bright Eyes fans. Yeah, I've seen um, I've seen Desperados, but never seen Bright Eyes. Yeah, I saw I I've seen Bright Eyes in every size room you can imagine. I saw Bright Eyes in. Um, I saw. What was where was the first time? The first time I was in a room. It couldn't have been more than a hundred people there. Oh wow! Um, and then, and then uh, the forty forty show with Death Cab and Pedro the Lion. What a fucking lineup! Wow, yeah. Um, and then I saw saw him at Radio City Music Hall when they were playing with a harpist. Ooh, yeah. That had to it. have been before Casadega, but like after, um, after Digilash and. Yeah. And the other record. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Do you did you listen to the Four Winds EP? I did not. You're missing out. You told me it was bad. No, 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 no. I said in context, it's good, but because you can see how the songs were written in the same period of time. Okay. I'm just saying that like sequencing wise, it starts with Four Winds and then... Gets each, worse. <laughs> each additional song gets like sort of worse, but but it's also sort of good. You can see why the songs were cut. You can see why the songs don't make sense on the record, but mm-hmm. also also you see why they were done. You know, artistically, you see like what that stra- what that train of thought was. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, how high do you have to get to really enjoy this record? I mean, I've only ever experienced it sober, so. I have a challenge for you this week. All right, I have a feeling it's about, not going to happen. Can we talk about weed real quick? Because by the time by the time this comes out, this will all be over. Um, I'm going to a wedding this weekend in Nashville. Okay. Uh, first time we're leaving the kid behind. I'm sort of excited to sleep in, but also not excited to get like... Anyway, um, I try to find a weed guy in Nashville. I'm there for five days. You okay. know what I mean? I think five days is long enough that like... I feel you like know. that's too long to be in Nashville, technically. No, it's fine. You're going to go to the Taylor Swift Educational days. Center? No, but I will go to the Country Music Hall of Fame, which is where the wedding reception is. Oh, that's pretty um, cool. I hear they have the Smokey and the Bandit car. Ooh, um, that's cool. Take a picture of that for me. Oh, five, sure. But So I was, I'm going to be there. I guess it's actually four days. But Story So I found changing. a weed guy, and I was like, this is great. Unreliable narrator. I have a weird, I have a weed guy. It's going to be awesome. He'll just drop off the hotel. No big deal. Like this is the simplest uh, answer to my prayers. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking weirdo. He's oh, a fucking weirdo. Who, who thought that a drug dealer yeah, is a weirdo? Who, who, who could have yeah. imagined? Yeah. I, most weed guys in 2022, like operate their business like a business. I don't know what kind of weed guys, you know, but like most anybody who like, is making it their livelihood has like clients and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I got the, I got this person's number from a, from a mutual friend and I hit him up and I was like, yo, do you do the delivery? Can you deliver to downtown? And he goes, only if I'm going to work. I'm like, well, this gives me zero information. I mean, that, that um, tells me right there that this is only a side hustle and not a true passion. Right. Yeah. Not a true passion. Um, and I keep asking questions. He gets weirder and weirder. And I'm like, I'm just trying to buy weed. Like what is just serve your function dog. Um, but I ended up, cause I, I was going to fly with it. A lot of people say just fly with it. Um, 
it's an amount that I was uncomfortable flying with. Mm-hmm. So I just mailed it to myself at the hotel. That's so weird. I mean, I guess yeah. it's not weird, but it's funny. No. Just overnighted it to the hotel. See, personally, I don't think there's there's anything that I could not if live without smart, for five days. If I was smart, I would have written a, a letter to my future self. Hey, oh, yeah? I hope your day went really well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's anything that I couldn't do with, you know, I could do without. Oh, I days. could do without. I'm not saying that I needed it. I think you're addicted. I'm saying. I think this is an intervention. Yeah, thanks. All of a sudden, people are going to come down in my now clean basement. Um, no, I. It's not that I needed it. It's just that like I'm I'm in party mode for four straight days, and and you can have a good time without being fucked up. I I can be. I think I it's can time have, we need we need to ship you down the Casadega. Yeah, and to get you clean. With the dead. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm ready. Do you, what? Um. So, what's your take on the on the? The recorded phone call in the opening track. You think that's real, or you think that's like? Um, I think it's real just because, like, I probably know a few people that could sound like that easily, like who mm. like talk that way. No, I but mean, I mean, like, do you think that's a real person? Do you think that person is saying that out of conviction? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mm. I don't think that's a fake phone call. Interesting, because it it's it's too. I want to know the story feels behind too, that honest it feels too open you know like it right. it doesn't sound like someone reading from a script i think i could speak that entire part just off the dome casadega oh <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> yeah it's a, it's so good yeah i mean he's he's known for having some good intros and some good you know last tracks you I know i think there's a lot of intros that i don't like though do you like the uh the one off wide awake the like the meme one i hated it i came around to it I while got, listening to yeah, this I record love it now um I, I definitely came back around um the the beginning of lifted mm-hmm. took me a while that song's not so good as an opening track okay um, Songs that's I think that's my problem with Lifted is Lifted is just too loose for me. Like, it is pretty loose. It's not it's not a tight record in terms the of like only sequencing. Songs on there that are tight are the songs that are just him. Yeah. I so I'm looking at the Lifted song like the the track list now. Yeah, big picture, maybe not the strongest opener. Uh You Will You Will You Will You Will. Uh-huh. <laughs> Great song. Lover have sure. Lover I Don't Have to Love is not one I've listened to in a while, but like that is such a specific, like desperation drug song that I think is there's very few songs that can have that kind of like desperate energy. Do you do you, have you heard the the songs from the home split? No. With Britt Daniels? No, I don't think Brit so. Britt Daniel? Britt Daniel or Britt Daniels from Spoon? No. <coughs> but there's a song called Spent on Rainy Days mm-hmm. that's all about getting drugs. Okay. Yeah, that- it, it has a similar desperation to, like, have you ever listened to, this is a real throwback, um, Lil Wayne's I Feel Like Dying? No, I've never listened to a Lil Wayne song in my life. It, I, it's the only Lil Wayne song I can even think of. Uh, it's off, I think, like the Carter 2. 
why did I not put Christmas shoes on our Christmas? Mix? Why would you do that? Said I'm gonna buy <laughs> shoes. Is that even song called "I Feel Like Dying"? Hmm. Oh my god! Is is it this song? No, it's not that song. Mm. Is it off the Carter Two? Oh my god! This is bad this content. Over. You bad killed content. it. Um, Dan, I want to know. Give me your top five favorite Connor Oberst records. Oh. oh. Give it to me like Kiss Kissy Bitch would. <laughs> I think about that daily. <laughs> I love it. She was one thousand percent in the wrong, and like. I love that interaction. I, I honestly think about it daily. Yeah. The response was not correct. Interesting. But if you talk shit on the fucking internet, like no one's going to respond. You can't be surprised when somebody fucking responds. Yeah. Fuck off. What? Kissy bitch. That fucking shit's so funny. Album was this off of? I'm still like hooked on Lil Wayne. This song. <laughs> I'm going to play it because it's stuck in my head now. Oh, I played this in my like 1996 Firebird so much, and it's just about him being like desperately addicted to lean. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I hate this. It was a real moment in time for me in like 2006. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Just like hearing someone rap about being desperately addicted to drugs. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, I, don't, I think it's just like a weird, like really authentic feeling song of a, like specifically though, like the lover I don't have to love. Yeah. Just about like not caring what you do next as long as it feels good. You know, even if it feels bad days later, you know, and it's a it's a certain desperation that I think is is pretty pretty wild. But yeah, okay. So what were you saying about like my top? My top. I want to know. I want to know your Connor Oberst discography top five. <sighs> Connor Oberst as a musician or bright I, eyes I'm specifically. Saying- not bright eyes specifically. Oh, I'm Jesus, saying that's hard. Of, of the, but of the stuff that you like, that he's one of the primary songwriters. Mm-hmm. What's your top five? I mean, I'm probably gonna have to say I like Bright Eyes more than any of his other projects. But there are certain songs that do come through. Like I love, uh, oh, what's the what's the better Oblivion song that I really like? Chesapeake. No, uh it's the best song on the record. Is it? Yes. Uh what's the one called where it's oh my god, it's not in the you can't spring this shit on me, man. Uh it's what's exceptions to the rule? Exceptions to the rule. That song's it's a good. fine song. Yeah. Uh and then like I love Desperacitos. Uh I don't know. Maybe uh What's the one song that is? No, I'm saying albums. Oh, full albums. Oh, yeah, come okay. on, man. Yeah, Get I mean, 
Okay, I thought you were saying songs, which would be crazy no. to ask. That is crazy. Uh, that first Desperados Records, uh, Read yep. Music to Spanish, is incredible. Uh, I, re- I do... Better Oblivion, I don't think, holds up as well as it did when I first listened to it. Uh-huh. I gotta say Digital you don't Ashes... You digital- so? eh, I haven't I haven't revisited it in a while. Uh, I listen to it a lot. Really? Uh, like a... Like- multiple times weekly interesting it just it's such a good record it's such a good record because it's two two artists that i love their entire discographies like i guess phoebe bridgers it's not hard to say you love that entire discography yeah it's not much but um i you know i i i don't know I, you know i don't know about i don't know anything about how it came about all i know mm-hmm. is that uh it's a, it's a, it's, it's really great songs yeah i gotta say going through they are really great songs. uh going through bright eyes thing it's like so annoying because there's so many records and so many companions and things yeah um i gotta say though i gotta say i think for me digital ash might be on there hmm. uh i specifically have a note here that says um it lists all the bright eyes albums and then I say I would put also put all the solo stuff above Digital Ash. Wow, I think we got to revisit it. It might have to be Ugh. done. Uh, yeah. I don't have know. you listened? To, have you listened to any of the of the solo records? I think I've listened to it once or twice. It was it's just too folky for me. I'm not a big folk Americana guy. You know, mm. I so yeah. I guess there's well, a there's well, a lot of albums. After I like, gave my a, my non answer, what would what would your answer be? Okay, top five in order. Casadega is my favorite. Really? That's a bold oh, yeah. choice. Casadega, Fevers and Mirrors, Read Music, Speak Spanish. Okay. Uh, Better Oblivion. And then, uh, like, I can't even go. I gotta go, um, Ruminations. The, the solo record. Really? Yeah, I haven't yeah. revisited the solo stuff in, in years. Uh, you know what? If if I could put, like, the collection of songs, Noise that floor? would probably go the other one. Oh, uh, okay. It's cheating. Noise Floor is fine, but it's all live. Yeah. Because um, I, I think I would say that my favorite stuff, my favorite Bright Eyes songs were probably that one seven inch. That has like I've been eating for you, and I'm starting to think that you don't care about his entire discography the way I do. <laughs> I, it's 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 always good, but it's it's not something I pick up on the regular. Like I have to be in a mood or have to want oh, to be no, put it into is, a mood. It is it is noise floor. Okay. I was thinking not motion sickness. Gotcha. Um, the seven inch that has drunk Kid Catholic. Uh, that is a good song. Uh, happy birthday to me and I've been eating for you. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolute three flawless uh, songs to put on a record. It's like the Rana Maria Atlantic EP. It's like, like the dash cab, uh, the, the, sorry, the, the dash cab, the dashboard confessional. So impossible EP. What's, I don't know. I don't think oh, I know fucking that. Bangers left and do, right do, on do, that. Do, 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 I mean, so do, impossible do, is do, one of the do, better do. dashboard songs. Uh, uh, did I skip that? I don't know that I've ever heard that. Now that I'm looking it's at good. it, it's got for you to notice. It's got so impossible. It's got remember to breathe, and it's got hands down. 
Yeah, but weren't all those songs on other albums? Uh, it is before Places You've Come to Fear the Most came out. Yeah, which for or, you to notice is on something else, right? Uh, or is it called something else on another record? I don't know if it is. Because that came out 2001. 2000, December of 2001, to be exact. Yeah. So it's before... that. Can you believe that that EP is about to turn 21? That's crazy. Yeah, no, but that it's got a lot You're of stuff. You're old as fuck, it really, You really are. It, it's on the live you. record a lot. What? Uh, The songs off the So Impossible EP. Oh, yeah. But I don't think a lot of it ended up on any of the other stuff. I don't think... Because Hands Down isn't even on places you've come to fear the most. Um, shout out to the to the song Devil Town for being in uh, Friday Night Lights. True. I always love that moment. Hands Down didn't actually come out on a full length until 2003. A Mark Omission of Brand of Scar. Hmm. Also underrated record. It's fine. As Lovers Go is a great, catchy fucking song. I you know I I I went back and I did a full re-listen to the discography and like he just loses me like as much as in my adult life I don't listen I just I have no use for Swiss Army Romance really? the way I did oh, the way I did when I was early twenties I mean that makes sense I mean it's a very it's a record it's just, of like coming not, of age it's not in my tool belt anymore you've come like, of age three yeah, times over now come of age um it's just it's not a record i need anymore in the same way that like i listen to transatlanticism way less than i did 10 years ago mm-hmm. yeah and that's a much more relevant record to me well i mean now, um, now that you live so far away i would think that you need to be closer so much closer so i think you you'd be listening to, ask to it if more. you have anything to plug <laughs> <laughs> is, it about, is it about that time i don't know i just you know I it it bugs me that people don't see what I see in Casadega, or it bugs me that like it's not considered as high on people's discography. Um, as you may have saw last week when I posted a a, a text conversation I was having about the Bright Eyes discography on on, on Instagram, um, I just don't I don't have that. It's just a different. It's a different relationship with the catalog. You I mean, know what that I mean? Makes sense. It, I mean that. And especially that shows now, you the strength of an artist's catalog is though you can appreciate it for different reasons as the the calendar ticks by. You know, right? There's there's something about I'm wide awake. It's morning. You know, lifted. I'm wide awake. It's morning in digital ash. Yeah. That's like a kid wielding a gun. <laughs> I don't know how else to word it. Like you've, you've got somebody who has so much media clout and is like at the top of like the new artist thing, mm-hmm. doing something that was like very much in vogue at the time. Um, and this is somebody who's like just on the other side of that hill. Yeah. Somebody who has a lot, a lot more, you know, interesting influences maybe. Um, but just, you know, just a um, an artist with a vision that is fully realized. Yeah. And I think that you don't get that very often. So, and when you do, it doesn't sound this good. You know, when you listen to um, Death Cab for Cutie, what's that fucking record that I fucking hate? Um, Kintsurugi? Kintsugi. 
Kintsugi. Great, great fucking album. Sounds like absolute horseshit. <laughs> uh, last thing I wanted to say. Uh, well, well, a couple things. Did you get down with uh, the last Bright Eyes record, Down in the Weeds, Where the World Once Was? I listened to it once. I no, think I've I listened to it once. I never went back. Uh, I, never, I listened to the People's Key once. Okay, that, so that was my next question, because I really think Casadega and the People's Key are kind of like companion albums to each other. Mm, I'll have to check it out. Because I think People's Key dives deeper into spirituality it dives more into religion and like eastern religion uh-huh. uh it kind of has a lot of that similar feel except you know almost i don't know a couple years later it's a couple albums between right but uh i think th- i think it's there's only one album between which would which would that be Again, I can't even like dig through his shit because it's such a mess. Uh, one jug of wine, two vessels is not technically a Bright Eyes record, right? Um, it is. It's an EP, right? It's ten songs. Or it's With a Nina oh, it's Denova. A split. Yeah, yeah Neva Denova, Neva Denova. I think it's a collaboration good. record. The, the Sun Ambulance split is really good too. The songs are good. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. It's a. It's, when did uh Casadega come out again? 2007. So yeah, it's about five years later is People's Key. Uh-huh. And uh, I think it does have a lot of similarities. So maybe you might appreciate it more since you appreciate Casadega so much. Uh, but I remember a friend of the pod, Scott uh, Sharinger, big Bright Eyes head, big Conorbo's head. Uh, I think at one point a few years ago reached out and was like, hey, like the People's Key might be like a sleeper hit. You know? Yeah. So, you know, maybe you'll appreciate it more. I might give it another spin. Um, do you care about the uh, the um, Up Rocks with 2X Best Bright Eyes albums ranked? Uh, I'm not familiar. Okay. I don't know. It looks like a blog. Um, they rank eight albums, I guess, at that point. Number eight, Digital Ash. Wow. Seven People's Key. Six Collection of Songs, the first one. Five Letting Off the Happiness. Four Fevers and Mirrors. Three Casadega. Two Wide Awake It's Morning and One is Lifted. Wow. And I can't disagree with that more. <laughs> That's crazy that Digital Ash is so far down. But it's again, I think it got stinks. if it wasn't released the same day as like what technically is like the hits record. Right. It might not have gotten buried the way it was. But again, as a concept, I love it. You know, I I think I should go back to I'm wide awake it's morning. There's there's what I hate about Lifted, I think he did the same thing but fixed it mm-hmm. on I'm wide awake it's morning. And not saying that like this artist had to fix anything. That's not what I'm suggesting. I'm just saying from my lens, it wasn't a hundred percent what See, I wanted. I'd love to do a circling back where we did both wide awake and digital ash but then i think that would make digital ash get buried again even in that episode alone you know maybe but only because i'm i i don't know we'd have to just put a time limit on it i guess (laughs) we have to talk about digital ash for 25 minutes 
which I feel like we did tonight. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's worth a revisit. I sure. I like that record. But again, maybe that's because that's the record I like jumped all in on. You know, who knows? Huh. But do you, have you ever seen? The- Why don't I have an idea? What? We should launch a Patreon by doing us ranking all the uh, doing episodes about every single bread as record. <laughs> I mean, maybe we could do that F- full discography episodes. You get fucking Jesus, eight hours. Of your Jesus life. Christ. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we've talked think about, about doing we that for to, like minus the bear and shit. Like it's definitely we'd have to like order food. It would be great. I mean, imagine yeah. that. I mean, or we could just split it up by record by record and then have, you know, eight no, weeks I'm of content. We go, eight straight fucking hours uh dan what do you have to plug uh well la- last thing i just wanted to say uh oh, well, i apologize back wide awake though did you ever watch the craig ferguson performance of him doing uh of them doing road to joy i don't know Ooh, legendary video uh it's where connor smashes his guitar at the end oh yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. then the trumpet player smashes his trumpet <laughs> and the right. trumpet's just like bent in half really fucking good but wasn't it sort of a bad, like it wasn't a good guitar smash? I mean, it was a it was a hollow, it was a semi hollow body, so it smashed <laughs> right, up I pretty good. Uh, I think the- my favorite guitar smash I've ever seen on a show was I think it was Arcade Fire on uh, so on SNL. I like the Phoebe Bridgers one because the sparks where, where, the sparks shot out of the PA. Where it doesn't break. <laughs> yeah, but there's sparks for some reason. Uh, she could have given that guitar to a child in need. It's really fuck off. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can follow me at Dan Bassini on Twitter and Instagram. DanBassini.com. No Invite Volume 9 is available now and will be shipping by the time this episode comes out. Place your order. Uh, limited availability on um, 4x6s included in your order. Uh, so yeah, if you order soon enough, you may get yourself a uh, limited edition four by six, and uh, wouldn't that be a treat? Wouldn't it be a treat for free? And some stickers. I got a bunch of stickers. Oh, uh, December. Shit, hold on. December. Oh right, you're like little makers fair. December eleventh at the Stangle Factory in Flemington from three to eight p.m. Uh, doing a nice little art fair thing with bands playing i think there's like 20 something artists showing their work for sale i'll have zines for sale i'll have some print series for sale and i'll have plenty of stickers for free and you'll be signing people's phone cases i'll be signing whatever you want the ground yes exactly uh and yeah come say hi come hang out uh primothy from man dancing will be performing as well as a few other bands uh so check it out andrew what do you got the plug um, I have nothing. Uh, you can follow me on uh, at my Sprog called Life, or more importantly, at Run Into the Ground on Instagram. Um, I, do we even plug Twitter anymore? Like, <laughs> you should. <laughs> I'm more active on our Twitter. Twitter Run in the number two, the ground. Uh, it's pretty good. I uh, I always forget which one I'm logged into. I know I commented <laughs> some baseball shit on somebody's thing this week. I don't think she answered me, so I guess I'll go fuck myself. Nice. But hey, uh, that's it. Dan. Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, I haven't checked if we have any new reviews, but uh, review the podcast. Even if you just hit five stars, uh, or even better, you know, 
write a little write a little review. If you like the show, it helps us get out to, to more people. Tell your friends, tell everybody. And uh yeah, I don't know. That stupid shit helps. It's I hate saying it, but it unfortunately that's how the world works. It really does. We're trying to get uh we're trying to get bought by a bigger pod. Yeah. So Yeah, we're trying to sell this thing at its peak. So any <laughs> if we can boost our numbers, it looks good for the sales records and then we can we can bow out gracefully once we sell it. We're trying to be the call her daddy of uh of music podcasts. I don't know what that means. <laughs> we want Barstool Sports to to buy us out. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, for the lads, mm. you know. All right. We got Bar- Barstool Phillies good content is it that's embarrassing to say don't say that all All right right. until next week everybody and andrew see you next time bye-bye